Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello, and thanks for joining us on another edition of Reach for Hope, where there's always hope. I'm Melissa Anderson. You know, most of us know of someone who we've lost to suicide or someone who's attempted to take their own life. And the Out of the Darkness Community Walk allows us as a community to remember hope and support efforts for suicide prevention. With me today to talk about that walk and the importance of us, Gathering together in this journey is Sue McConkie, who is this year's chair of the Out of the Darkness Walk here in St. George. Thank you, Sue, for joining me today. Thank you. Now, um, first of all, tell us how long you've had a passion for this and and why you decided to volunteer to help in this mission of preventing suicide. Well, suicide is something that I've dealt with. My own children have struggled with, but for me, it started when I was about 16. Um, That was when I first experienced my uh, first bout of suicidal thoughts, I guess you would say. I was in a bad place, and uh, I felt like the world wouldn't miss me if I was gone. And I started self-harming, but I never was able to go to that next level. And I didn't—I don't think my mom even knew, you know, that I had that struggle. I had depression at the time. We didn't know, and it wasn't treated. Right. And as an adult, after I started having kids, it started to manifest itself in postpartum depression, except it wouldn't go away. Um, and after my fourth child, we it got really bad. And I really struggled with having suicidal thoughts and thinking the world would be better without me. And so when we had our surprise number five, (laughs) we thought, okay, we're going to be ready for this. We know what to expect. But at the time, we didn't realize that I had treatment-resistant depression, which means my body builds up a tolerance to a medication, and then we have to try something else. So we thought we were prepared when number five came, and we weren't. We had no idea, and it was really bad. I just remember feeling like I was failing my husband and my kids, that they would be better off without me. They deserved better. And I remember one night sitting um, against my bed on the floor between my bed and my the wall, and I remember just crying and feeling just like I just wanted to disappear And my husband, who's always been so supportive, um, he came and sat by me and he said, do we need to take you to the hospital? And I said, no. But he said, tomorrow we're going to call the doctor and we're going to call your therapist and we're going to get you in. And so we did. And going through this whole journey of discovering about this whole medication thing and therapy and learning all these tools... Um, was really eye-opening. And one day someone made the comment to my husband, your wife seems like she has it all together. And I had to laugh because knowing the hot mess that I was, I thought, okay, if people feel that way about me and I feel that way about people, there's people that are suffering who don't realize that everyone else is suffering too. And that's when I really started to be open about it on Facebook and TikTok because I wanted people to know that they're not alone, that um, your worth and, you know, it's not something that you ask for. It just happens. And, you know, I think it's important for people to know that 
it's not a, something that we should be embarrassed about talking about. You know, it's just my husband explained it to me once. He said, you know, it's like wearing glasses. I need glasses because my eyes, you know, need help seeing. Mm-hmm. And he said, how ridiculous would it be if I tried to fix my eyes on my own or if I just ignored them? You know, and it's the same thing with mental health. You know, it's just part of your body that needs help. And so why hide it? Why be embarrassed about it? Right. And a lot of people, I think, do suffer in silence and they they feel like you said they're alone, but they're really not. And that's what we're here to talk about and why it's so important to share that word. So I just really appreciate you and value you for not only recognizing that for, but for being willing to share your story because it, it, it could impact someone else to share theirs. And has that helped you to share? It has. You know, every time I share, I feel like I've connected with someone. I've had people reach out to me and, oh my gosh, I didn't know you did, you experienced this. Or, oh my gosh, you know, what has helped you? And opened up the dialogue with people who were afraid to talk about it. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we're here to talk about today is something else that ho- helps open that up and actually looks for um, reasons and, and ways to help other people. And that's the AFSP's suicide uh, prevention. Prevention Walk. Tell us a little bit about what AFSP is for those out there that don't know what it is. So AFSP is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and they're um, dedicated to saving lives and offering support to people who struggle with suicide and also those who have lost um, family members or friends or relatives to suicide. They're involved in funding for research, educational programs, um, support groups for lost you know, lost survivors and um, changing public policy. You know, they were involved with the 988 legislation. And so they're, they're trying to make a difference. And I, and I love that because I think we need to open up that dialogue and be willing to make that difference. Yeah. And that's what we're here to do too, with uh, Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition here in Washington County. We've been around for a while and what we're trying to do is open up that dialogue and share those resources that other people might not know about. So let's talk about that out of the darkness walk um, that that's coming up. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and wh- how that helps and, and how that supports and makes a difference. Okay, so I didn't know this when I started volunteering, but they're in all 50 states. There's over 400 walks, and um, it it's a chance for people to open up and to make connections about suicide and how their lives have been touched by suicide, to raise awareness and also to raise you know, funds for the programs and for research. Um, but really, it's just a chance to bring people together as a community and say, this is real. This is something that everybody has been affected by, and it's okay to talk about it. Yeah, finally, it's yeah. okay to talk about it. So when is this year's walk here? So this year's walk is September 23rd at the Sullivan Soccer Park. Um, it starts at 10 a.m., but people usually come around 9 to check things out. We have some activities and stuff that go on. Um but yeah, just show up, just be there. Yeah, and we can be there for each other. It's now, can can they still register at the walk or the, can they pre-register and how you do can, they do that? Yeah, you can pre-register online and you can also show up day of at the walk and register online. We don't do paper anymore, which thank goodness, because that was such a pain. But yeah, you can register online. Yeah, uh, and, and, and there's a lot of volunteerism that goes into this. There's a lot of volunteers that help. How can people volunteer uh, to help out? Well, um, 
there's always needing help with setting up. Um, with we have something that we've done in the past where we have people make little votive bags that they put their votives in, and people that you know write messages to loved ones or you know inspirational thoughts. So we can always use help with that, setting up the walk. Um, and just being there. I mean, one of the things that once you register, you can do is to raise money. Um, and so if you decide to make a fundraising page, you can share that. And once you hit $150, you get a walk t-shirt. And then anything above that, you there's little incentives along the way. Um, so, and obviously spreading the word. That's the thing that we're really working on right now is just to spread the word, let people know. Yeah, this is a fundraiser, and it's a fundraiser to help for research as well as to help people. Um, so that's very important to to get your team together. You can walk as a group, I imagine. You can walk as a single person a yeah. and do whatever you want and maybe make your own goals to, to raise money to help. And, and while you're doing that, you're supporting each other. I want to talk a little bit now about the honor beads that are there. Um, it was really impressive to me to see those beads uh, that you see at Mardi Gras and different things and different color right. beads. Tell us a little bit about, about those and what they their significance is. Okay, so I my first time when I went to the walk, I had no idea what they were, and I had no idea what people were talking about. But I've come to love honor beads because each color represents how a person's been touched by suicide. And so you can look right at someone without even talking to them, and you can just make that connection like, you get me. You know, I, I know what you feel and you know what I feel. Um, but one of the things we do with the honor beads is we have an honor bead ceremony where someone is volunteers to represent one of the colors. And there's a little mm, like a blurb or statement about how suicide has affected them. And they represent that color. And it's very solemn, very healing, very filled with love. Um, but I love, let me share with you the colors. So white is for the loss of a child. Um, mm -hmm. Red is for the loss of a spouse or partner. Um, gold is for the loss of a parent. Orange is for the loss of a sibling. Purple is for the loss of a relative or friend. Um, silver is for the loss of a first responder or military, which I think is great because that's something that we don't think about yeah mm -hmm. how how things affect them green is for a personal struggle teal is for supporting someone who struggles and blue is for supporting suicide prevention and then just recently they added the rainbow beads for the lgbtq plus community which i think is great because we we see a lot of people struggling with you know yeah and that community and and the cool thing is you you don't have to get just one color bead. You can get as many colors as, you know, affects you that, that's touched your life. So it's just a really, and really simple, easy way for people to make a connection. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you can uh, like make that connection. Like you said, sharing your stories. Um, and I've heard them get up and talk about, yeah, I lost my mother or I lost my sibling or I lost a child and you talked about how you know it's it's tough you know you struggle with that even if you didn't lose someone to suicide even someone who has attempted is a big deal mm -hmm. but that's a great way to relate that and and make that connection and think about it and and know that you're not alone in that struggle as well right right it's 
like I said, it just immediately you feel connected to someone, which is something that I wasn't expecting the first time I went to a walk. And it was just, oh, my gosh, I'm not the only one. You know, Mm -hmm. these people get me. Yeah, that's so cool. So what is this year's goal then for fundraising? You talked about how people get teams together, about how many people show up and come to these walks. So our goal this year is 30,000. Right now we're at 11,500, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happens with the money is about 50% of it stays local for local programs. And then the other 50 goes nationwide for ASAP. Um, and to help support education programs and legislation and stuff like that. But people can, you know, create their own fundraising goals and register as a team. A team can come up with a goal, how much they want to do. Um, it's just, it's a great way to challenge yourself and other people, you know, people share it on Facebook, people, you know, do it in person. It's just, it's kind of, it's really fun. I mean, when it comes down to it, the walk is about creating unity and educating people. But the fundraising's an important part of it, and it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah. And you can also, um, I understand, do a memorial fund, like in honor of someone you might have lost. How does that work? So a memorial fund is actually creates a web page for that person. And relatives, friends, anybody can visit that page and leave a note, a little note or pictures, memories, stories that they have of that person. Um, And just trying to keep that person's memory alive. Yeah. How how awesome is that? I mean, I've seen blankets and things that have been stitched together with um, in memorials for someone who might have taken their life and, and, and stitched together. And it's just kind of a neat way to, like you said, remember, to honor, to love, to cherish, and, and to try to hope that this wouldn't happen to someone in the future. Right. Right. And it's important not to forget those we've lost. You know, sometimes like we've talked about, people are afraid to talk about people who've died by suicide, but it's important not to forget them and to honor them. Right. And to possibly learn how to prevent that from happening to someone else. Uh, what else can participants expect when they show up to this race, this walk? I guess. <laughs> it's not really a race. I guess you could run if you want. You want. I've never actually <laughs> walked the course because oh, I've been running? busy. Oh. No, I've just I've been busy oh. at the, you know, helping out. But some people don't even walk, which is fine. Um, but the, we have our honor bead ceremony. Like I said, we start off with that. And then we have the walk begins and there are uh, different organizations that set up booths with resources um, that people can check out. And then we have our silent auction, which is another fundraising um, method where local businesses have donated either services or items or gift cards for us to be able to auction off and raise money. And it's been neat being the chair this year and seeing the generosity of the v- businesses in our community. I, it's just overwhelming how many people, again, have had their lives touched by suicide and are, you know, involved and want to spread the word about this. 
Yeah. And the, tell me a little bit about those those uh, resources that will be there. What are some of the booths? I know Reach for Hope uh, will have a booth there with information, which will share these resources. Right. But there's, I'm sure there's there's plenty others. Yeah, we have um, we have some new sponsors this year who are going to have booths. We have Brain Health Center, which is new to St. George. Um, we have Encircled Together. Lionsgate has been there for as long as I can remember. Um, and then the Southwest the Utah Public Health Department comes and has a booth to share the resources that are available here. So it's it's neat to have all those other resources because, I don't know, I think quite often you come to the walk and then you're like, now what? You know, what do I do now if I have a problem or if I'm struggling? And I love that all these all these um, organizations come out to support and educate people. Right. And I think it's important that um, people realize that that, you know, there's with these resources, um, people sometimes have problems and, and they turn to alcohol mm-hmm. or they turn to drugs. And so you mentioned Lionsgate, and I know that's a, a good resource for people to know that they can get off of that or get help through that because right. addiction is a big problem. You talked about in circle and that's, you know, one of our highest risk groups is the, the gays and lesbians mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. And we really need to support how they're feeling and what they're going through. Um, veterans. Yes. Uh, they're a big one. They're huge. I, I think that there's, I don't know how many seconds every day there's a veteran that, that attempts to take their life. And it's, it's, it's a tough struggle. And to, to think that we've got that much out there, it, it really amazes me to think about that, but to, to even more to say, hey, we need to reach out and support these, these groups and, and to know that there's help out there. Right. Yeah. It's incredible the amount of resources. Like I said, when I started, I had no idea what was available here. And as we've grown as a community, we have more resources available. So how can find how can someone find out more about AFSP and and their resources? I imagine they can just go online as well. Yeah, AFSP.org. And it's neat because they have links to real stories, people sharing their struggles with suicide or suicide loss, the loved ones. There's um, links to getting help, how you can make a difference being a volunteer or um you know, if you want to join a chapter, you can look up and see where's my nearest chapter, you know, according to location. Um, and you can learn the facts. You can learn what educational programs are available. And for yourself, you can look up, you know, for example, what are the statistics for the country? And then what are the statistics for your state? And it's there's so much information on there. It's You could spend hours and hours. Yeah. And there's videos and there's ways to hear other people's stories. Right. Um, the more that, that is shared out there, the, the more we feel more comfortable with talking about this subject because it's not easy. Uh, there's also an Out of the Darkness radio um page, I believe that, that where they talk a little bit about, Mm -hmm. you know, these walks and cause like you said, they're in all 50 States and it's really cool to find out more through podcasts and vodcasts as what we're doing right now. Yeah. I love it. Cause for me, I'm someone who likes to watch and listen, you know, I'll retain information more than just reading it. And so I love that we have all these different ways that people can learn. Yeah. Um, what other resources are out there right now in our community to help those who may be struggling with thoughts of suicide, who may need mental health uh, support, like maybe through Southwest Behavioral Health, that are impacting our daily lives? I mean, we, we've talked before about social media and different things on this program that really kind of 
push us the other direction or make us feel like we don't fit in. Right, right. Like you said, Southwest um, Behavioral you know, is a great resource. There's also on the webpage for American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, there's, you can get a link of local services available. Um, 988 is a great, you know, we don't offer a crisis line, but 988 is a great, you know, way to contact, you know, and the thing is I love, cause I'm an introvert, you can text, you know, you don't have to call 988, you can text and um, you'll be connected with someone who can, who can help you. Um, and, you know, I would just, for me personally, I just asked people, you know, when I was trying to find a good therapist, who do you like, you know, who mm -hmm. works for you or, you know, what, um, what medications, you know, not that I'm a doctor, but I just to get other people's experiences and what worked for them. And, you know, just, just reaching out and talking to someone, you know, I think is just the start. Yeah. And there's a lot of tools and resources out there to help people and support groups. I think mm -hmm. support groups are probably one of the most overlooked because they have support groups for Alzheimer's and all these other things, but yes. there's suicide support groups out there. And, um, our vice chair of our, of our group, um, ha has a support group out there as well. And we, we, we forget about that there's other people out there. And it, I think it does help to talk about it. It's just taking that first step. Yeah, it's scary. But I think, you know, in person, having that conversation and that contact with people is huge. But yeah, it's terrifying. It's terrifying to open up. But the reward and the support you get is just, you know, you can't put a price on that. So it's not too late to, um, to, to, go to the race talk, or the, no. go to the walk, talk about the walk, be, the, be at the walk. No, it's <laughs> Take not. Take your family, your friends, yes. your dog. I mean, registration's free. And like I said, you can do it day of. So and just show up. And what's that website? It's um, www.afsp.org backslash St. or St. George, I should say. <laughs> and and we want to mention that the whole idea this is to stop suicide from happening. And that means educating like mm -hmm. what we're doing right now through events like this, um, as well as to talk about it. What would you say to someone then after going through your own experiences who is struggling, who can't seem to find those answers and, and maybe reaching out? I would say that you have value and the world needs you. I mean, you don't think that the world needs you when you're going through it, but the world needs you. And I would say reach out and ask for help. And sometimes people are going to be rude to you about opening up, but that's on them, not you. I would say keep reaching out until you find someone that you can trust and that will help you. Um, and you know, you're worth it. There's hope. There's always hope and you're never alone. You know, sometimes we think that we are, we are our worst enemies sometimes, mm -hmm. especially when we're in that darkness that is, you know, depression or whatever. And don't listen to the lies you tell yourself. You are needed and the world would be less if you weren't here. I would say that you are loved. I don't know you, but I know that you're loved. I love you and I, you know, I don't want you to to be gone. And we all have a purpose in life and we might not know what that is, yeah. but deep down inside if we soul search, I think we could find out what that is. Yeah. If we have children, that's a purpose right there right? Um, to be there for your children, your grandchildren. Um, even if you don't, your friends would miss you. Right. Your, your parents would miss you, miss you. Um, it, it's not, you're not alone. No, 
you know, you being gone would affect so many people. Yeah. We all have a mission and an and importance in life. We just sometimes don't realize that value. And as you said earlier, this whole thing has to do with getting out of the darkness and into the light. Right. It, you know, hence the name of the, of the walk <laughs> out of the darkness.org. One more time, if you could just tell me a little bit about when this race, this walk is, I keep wanting to call it a race, <laughs> but I guess we could run. If uh, you want to run. Yeah, and, and where to go and where to sign up. Okay. So it's September 23rd, which is a Saturday. It starts at 10 a.m. It's at the Sullivan Soccer Park in Washington. And you can register at www.afsp.org backslash stgeorge. And there's links and it's super easy. Yeah. And my my personal phone number is on there and my email. So if people have questions, they can contact me. And I'm sure you've been very busy trying to keep <laughs> up with yes. people. How many people are signed up right now? Or do you um, know? I'm not quite sure. It's always changing. But I've gotten some really cool um, contacts with people who share their stories with me. Yeah. And yeah, it's been it's been really fun. Well, I'm sure you're staying busy being the chair this year <laughs> and, and volunteering. And if people want to volunteer, they can also yes. contact you. Yes, please. Yeah. We can always use volunteers. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'd just like to say thank you, Sue, uh, for sharing your story and and for reaching out and for volunteering and, and being this year's chair because it's, it's not an easy task to take on all those people, <laughs> put them in the same place and say, here we go. Right. Well, thank you for having me on. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for joining us today and, and for your dedication and just wish you the best and, and hope that people out there, um, for those of you who may be listening or watching and you need help, remember that tomorrow is another day and there's always hope. So thanks for watching and we hope you get out there and walk at the Out of the Darkness Walk. Take care. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hopeutah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call or text the Suicide Crisis Lifeline at 988 because you matter and there is always hope. This has been a production from a podcast studio.